Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions, our look together at John chapter 2. This is our day three look at John chapter 2. We're going to focus in on verse 11, but also think about the previous 10 verses as we think today about the meaning of this miracle that Jesus did at the beginning of his public ministry. Verse 11, John chapter 2 says this, This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. It's interesting that Jesus' first miracle in the Gospel of John was a private event at a wedding. Not many people even knew that he had done it. Well, his last miracle is going to be a public event at a funeral, the raising of Lazarus, where everybody sees that he did it. And here's this miracle of the, of the turning of water into wine. Right, here's my question. If you had the power to work miracles, would this be your first miracle? This is the first of his miraculous signs. Why is this miracle first? What does it teach us? What's in this miracle? Well, let's just walk through today what are the signs. It says the first of his miraculous signs. What are the signs in this sign? What are we supposed to see? First of all, you have to look back to the Old Testament to see how deep this sign really is. Moses in the Old Testament is a is a somewhat of a parallel to Jesus in the New Testament. He was the main religious leader in the Old Testament that began everything. Began as he led people into freedom from Egypt. And Moses came to represent the law. Jesus represents grace. And we read in John chapter 1 that Jesus has fulfilled the law and now he represents grace and truth. It's interesting as you look at Moses and Jesus that the first miracle that Moses did in the Old Testament by the power of God is he changed water. He changed water into blood. That's a sign of judgment. That's a sign of the law. And now here's Jesus in the New Testament. And the miracle that he does at the beginning is to change water into wine. That's a sign of joy, of celebration. That's the difference. That's the difference between law and grace, between Old Testament and New Testament. This is the change that God has made. And so even in this miracle and what he does and looking back to the Old Testament, you see the significance of this miracle. Now, by the way, this notes that this is the first of his miraculous signs. That's even important. The fact that the Bible notes that this is his first sign, his first miracle, means that all those stories you read in other supposed gospels that were written hundreds and hundreds of years after Jesus lived, all those miracles that he was supposed to perform as a child, those are just fallacies. They're just, they're just fakes. There's a story in one of those books about how all the kids made clay pigeons and they were comparing their clay pigeons. And one kid said, mine is better than yours to Jesus. And then Jesus turned his pigeon into a living pigeon and it flew away. That's a cool story, isn't it? I mean, that would be really an exciting story, except it's totally false. It didn't happen because this was the first miracle. It's also the first of seven miraculous signs that we're going to see as we look together through the book of John. Look for the signs, seven specific signs. And he notes here that it's not just a miracle. It's a miraculous sign. What's a sign? Signs are miracles with meaning. They're living parables. A sign, very simply, is put there to tell you something that you need to know. If you're driving down the highway and you see a sign, it's put there to tell you something that you need to know, where the off-ramp is, where the next highway is, how far to the next town. A miracle points not just to the miracle, but it points to the sign. In fact, it points to two things. It points to the miracle worker. Every miracle that Jesus worked is a big arrow pointing right at Jesus Christ, showing him for who he really is. But the miracle also teaches us something about God. Now, it's interesting. Miracles don't teach us something new about God. They just teach us something that we've missed about God. A miracle 
in your heart. One of the people on our research team wrote this, if Jesus could turn water into fine wine, surely he can make good wine out of the tap water of my life, even if the wineskin is getting old. (laughs) I like that. Sometimes we miss the joy. We miss the change, the transformation that Jesus wants to work because we look for that transformation in all the wrong places. We're most interested sometimes in changing external things because that's where the change happens fastest. But God is most interested in changing eternal things because that's where the change lasts. So he transforms the inside, not the outside. He transforms our character, not our circumstances. He transforms in the word of the Bible our heart and not our flesh. And because he changed things, The Bible says the disciples put their faith in him. I want you to note as we come to the end of our look at this miracle, how different people responded to this miracle. Mary invited this miracle by interceding with Jesus and asking for it. The servants participated in this miracle by obeying, by doing what they were told to do. The steward and the guests at the party, they enjoyed the miracle by simply drinking the water that had been turned to wine. And the disciples, they did the most important thing of all. They believed in the miracle worker. They put their faith in him. It is tempting. It's tempting for all of us to be the kind of person who just enjoys the miracles of God, just sort of hangs around spiritual things, looks for miracles, and then enjoys the thrill of it all. I don't want to be like those guests who enjoyed the wine and yet missed what God was doing. I don't want to be the the, the kind of person who enjoys what God has made, but doesn't recognize the God who made it. I want to be like Mary, the kind of person who intercedes with God to work miracles in people's lives. I want to be like those servants, the kind of person who participates with God in the miracles that he's doing simply by being obedient. I want to be like those disciples, a person who chooses to believe in Jesus Christ like I never have before who believes not just in the miracle, but in the miracle worker, because that's what miracles are all about. So as we pray today, let's believe in him together. As we pray, you may need to intercede for a miracle. Just to say, God, here's a need, and the only way that I can see that this need is going to be met is by some miracle, your work in that person's heart. And so I'm bringing it to you. I know that you're going to do what's best, work for what's best. I'm not telling you what to do, Jesus. But I am interceding. I am saying, here is this need. I'm sharing it with you with all my heart. I ask you to meet this need. That's interceding. You may need to be participating in some miracle, some act of obedience that God is asking in your life. Just say to him now, God, I'm willing to fill it to the brim. I'm willing to do what you ask me to do. You may need to enjoy a miracle that God has worked, to give him praise and thanks, just to smile about what God is doing in your world. Above all else, right now I invite you to believe in Jesus Christ, the miracle worker. Jesus, I don't understand it all, but I know you do. And so I trust you. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my day. In your name I pray. Amen.